Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the CAF America Radio Network, a production of the Charities Aid Foundation of America. As the leader in global giving, CAF America offers more than 20 years of experience and expertise to corporations, foundations, and individuals who wish to give internationally and with enhanced due diligence in the United States. Through its industry-leading grant management programs and philanthropic advisory services, CAF America helps donors amplify their impact. This show is dedicated to these donors and the charities they support. CAF America is uniquely positioned to serve as the bridge between these important partners and transforms vision into meaningful action. Guests on the CAF America Radio Network are leaders in their field who share tips for success and stories that inspire. Our host is Ted Hart, the CEO of the Charities Aid Foundation of America. This is a live call-in show. Add your voice by calling 914-338-0855. After the show, you can find all of our podcasts at capamerica.org. Don't forget to dial 914-338-0855. Now, welcome the host of the Cap America Radio Network, Ted Hart. And welcome to this latest edition of the Cap America Radio Network. Thank you for joining us today. Our topic is Mind the Gaps unifying philanthropy to achieve sustainable development. My guest on the show today is Carolina Zik-Kalias, who is an advisor on philanthropy at UNDP's Istanbul uh, International Center for Private Sector in Development. Uh, Carolina facilitates a global conversation between the UN foundations and governments on enhanced collaboration uh, for the SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals. She leads a global team working on the SDGs, inspired national development plans in Kenya, Ghana, Indonesia, Colombia, Turkey, and Zambia. Within her, this role, Carolina developed partnerships with global foundations, including uh, the Conrad N. Hilton Foundation, Ford, MasterCard, Gates, Coca-Cola, and the DHL Foundations. Uh, so welcome here to the CAF America Radio Network, Carolina Zik-Kalias. How are you? Hi, Ted. Uh, very well. Thank you so much for inviting me tonight, and, and uh, good evening from Istanbul. Yes, well, it's, it's our honor to have you here, and I want to jump right in uh, to this topic because it is uh, such an important uh, topic in the philanthropic uh, sector right now, and that is sort of this this nexus, if you will, of you know the sustainable development goals um, and how you can succeed uh, with sustainable development. So why don't we start for those guests who are joining us today who may not necessarily understand what the sustainable development goals are? Why don't we start off with what are the goals and then. I want to get right into how to achieve sustainable development. So the Sustainable Development Goals is, a seven, is 17 uh, development goals 
uh, that span the whole area of uh, social development, um, economic development, as well as environmental protection. And so they are embodied in the 17 goals, um, 169 targets and 240 indicators. It's a global uh, development framework. That means that all countries are obliged, all those countries that have signed up, and I must say that in September last year, September 2015, all uh, world leaders have signed um, up to the goals, and they will be implemented until 2030. So sustainable development goals uh, follow um, a similar experience that we as a global com community have already experienced between 2000 and 2015, which were called the Millennium Development Goals. And they have indeed, the MDGs, what we called uh, as an abbreviation, have really delivered outstanding results in terms of um, uh, having the poverty, global poverty, improving maternal mortality, um, improving the nutrition among children. These are among some of the biggest achievements. And so, um, but they expired in 2015. And now as a global community, we have actually decided and people around the world, it wasn't just the global leaders, the SDGs were consulted with the people around the world in unprecedented manner. More than 6 million people participated um, in the consultations around the world in 170 countries. And they have decided that it's time for us to really broaden the, the kind of uh, um, development that we, the kind of prosper, uh, progress and prosperity that we want to see they um, as they want to see as individual and also collectively collectively as a group around the world and so right now the goals the, the new era eras of the goals uh, within the sdgs are aspects that haven't been there before which is the issues of climate change the issues of for example um, inequality peace and just societies so from our perspective, the UN, but I also hope that from the perspective of all of us around the world, these sustain, the 17 sustainable goals really provide a framework for a, a positive global vision um, that we all um, want to subscribe to and that is able to address some of these kind of low, um, challenges and you know, Ted, I think that we, as we have seen that um, many people around the world have lost their confidence in the globalization, even though globalization as such has uh, delivered a lot for people around the world. But we have lost confidence because the kind of globalization actually hasn't benefited many people. It hasn't really produced the right outcomes for too many people. And so today we are really at the crossroads and we really should think about what it is that we need to do to make sure that we um, address some of the deficiencies. And I think that SDGs is such a global vision, and that's why it's so exciting, because it's universal. It applies to Sub-Saharan Africa, as, and it also you, applies to the United States. Right, and as you, as you mentioned, and I think it's significant about the SDGs, is that this was not a top-down sort of uh, imposing of a global vision, but that there was a, a massive um, gathering of data input from a variety of different um, uh, sectors to develop these goals. And, and when you look at them, the seven, 17 goals, there's so many uh, you know, subparts. It does 
seem a bit daunting, but what it provides, and I think it's important for our listeners today, is that these are guideposts. These are opportunities um, to frame your philanthropy uh, in a way that then um, combines your efforts uh, with so many other efforts around the planet that you're, you're, you're enhancing your efforts um, by um, showing that you're supporting any particular SDG goals. And I don't think that anyone is approaching this saying, we're going to solve all the world's problems um, you know, w between now and 2030. Um, but what it does say is that we, we, we can't know that we've made progress if we have no goals. Um, and by setting these goals, it starts a dialogue and a discussion around the key target areas. W would you say that's a fair description of where the SDGs fit right now? Yes, within, absolutely. That, that You've captured it very beautifully, and this is really why it's so exciting to see that the SDGs really provided that what you call the, 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 common, the common taxonomy for all of us. I mean, there are many... Uh, sectors, uh, philanthropy, business, NGOs, uh, us in the UN governments, we all work on our development um, objectives. But the SDGs provide the unifying, unifying vision, and it's much more, and now it's much easier for us to really understand. If I, for example, work on, let's say, early childhood education, and then um, as a grant maker, I want to work, um, I want to give grants on. Um, uh, in education, let's say, in, uh, in Kenya or in Ghana, I know that these both countries actually have signed up to SDGs as well. Their governments are also working to see how to uh, prioritize the targets. And it's just so much easier for me as a grant maker to, to really find uh, um, uh, potential partners to, to, to uh, connect uh, to the community there who is also working on similar um, activities on similar objectives. Exactly. And, and one of my concerns always is that when people look at goals that are, you know, this global, this big, um, so that, that it, it just appears very daunting and it, and it feels that I can't actually make a difference because it's so big. And so part of what I wanted to do today is, is help connect the SDGs to the philanthropists that are listening today and will be listening to this podcast, to foundations and corporations and others who are looking at this, to help them understand it's a matter of finding your place. Where is your philanthropic heart? What is it that you would like to accomplish? And that by connecting through this global platform, um, this format, if you will, it assures you that you're moving in a direction that others are also moving in that direction, that around the, the, the planet, um, these are the goals and the sub-goals um, that others are also working on. So you're not going it alone. And, and even if you feel that you don't have all that much money to make a difference, a small difference adds up to a big difference when all of us around the world are moving in the same direction. So um, if, if that's our framework for, for today, um, I, I know that uh, as an official partner of Giving Tuesday and the SDG philanthropy platform, Cap America took the opportunity to highlight the important role of several key SDG philanthropy platform partners that you have been involved with, uh, UNDP, MasterCard Foundation, Hilton Foundation, some of the others that, that we mentioned who are representing and working towards these goal, global goals internationally. In that context, what role do you feel that the SDGs play 
um, in helping um, fashion philanthropy put it into a better place and localize those answers that 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 might seem too big for any one foundation or one philanthropist to actually tackle. Yes, thank you, um, Ted. Well, SDG Philanthropy Platform is a partnership platform that not, right now connects more than we, we actually have more than 30 partners. And uh, yes, as you mentioned, Hilton Foundation, Ford Foundation, the Mastercard were the initial partners, those who actually invested, uh, our angel investors. But now we have uh, gathered many philanthropists from around the world, not just the U.S., but we have foundations from Indonesia, we have foundations from Saudi Arabia, we have foundations from Kenya and Ghana. So it's a huge and growing platform of partners. And our main objective is really to make sure that philanthropy around the world understands how to engage in the SDGs at the country and at their community level, because this is really what's going to make the difference. And, um, well, right now, today, um, as we are very at early stages of the SDGs implementations, but many governments have already started in what we call localizing the SDGs, meaning allay, aligning the goals into their local uh, realities in the country. And we are working with few of these uh, governments and philanthropies in few piloting countries to, sh to develop roadmaps for local and global philanthropy to really understand how to navigate these complex SDG um, systems in countries. And we have produced practical tools and processes, and we also advise, as the SDGPP, we also advise individual philanthropists and foundations um, uh, on specific aspects. So, for example, um, one of the things, one of the tools that is really wonderful, very easy, but very, very practical, practical is, is to really understand where your, your uh, individual particular interest as foundation lies within this whole constellation of 17 goals. And there is something which is called the SDG Wizard that you can find on the sdgfounders.org, our website, which was developed by our partners, the Foundation Center. It's called SDG Wizard. And when you press it, you type in your mission. Let's say, for example, your organization is working to um, empower women on labor force. And so you, let's um, just an example, want to decrease the, or increase the um, women at the labor market from 22 to 30 percent by 2030. And then you press that, you, you paste that mission on the, into a box, you press the button, and then what, what you will see is that the wizard will help you to navigate and show you which specific goals and which specific targets within goals are relevant to your work. So it's very mm -hmm. handy. It's very easy to, to really find, and it's just for everyone. To, that, that's, my, that's stage number one. Stage number two is, okay, if you're a grant maker and if you want to make grants in Kenya, let's say, then you probably would want to use something which we, which we have developed, and it's called the SDG Primers for Kenya. It's a public document, and it basically describes the, all the government agencies, all the actors, all the processes, policies, and key interventions that relate to SDGs is Ken, in Kenya as of today. So if you want, if you, and it's specifically targeting to address philanthropists' questions and the way they work. It's a very handy tool. It really shows you how to, with whom to talk, what kind of questions to ask, and how could your, the conversation on the SDG in the country relate to your specific particular problems. 
And then exactly. finally, Carolina, let me we have let me just jump in just one second before you you go because I just want to make sure that everybody's following along. So that's stgfunders.org. So uh, sustainable development goal funders.org, and you can put forward slash wizard, and it brings you to this very simple page that Carolina is talking about that you just type in text to analyze your organization's work. So, so it could not be easier, um, as you said, and it's a great place to start. And this is all part of the work of the SDG funders and the SDG philanthropy platform. So I'm going to ask you to continue, but then um, if you can pivot to help everybody understand what the platform itself is. Yes. The platform itself is a partnership between UNDP, the Rockefeller Philanthropy Advisors, and the Foundation Center. And it's a, um, a hub, it's a, um, uh, it's a vehicle that helps philanthropy to understand how to engage in SDGs at the country and at the global level. And at the same time, it is a vehicle that helps the UN and government understand what is the value and the contribution of philanthropy to sustainable development goals. So th these are the two uh, strategic objectives. Um, in terms of the how we work, it, it, it's, it's an initiative. So we, um, so we are providing specific, um, we are piloting right now in six countries, you mentioned already, in Kenya, Ghana, and Zambia in Africa. We have uh, activities uh, in Indonesia, Colombia, as well as most recently in India. And then um, I should say very uh, wonderful news that the platform has also been launched by the Council of Foundations in the United States back in September. So now it's actually seven countries. And we are working direct in these countries and also globally. We are working directly with local foundations as well as global foundations and providing advisory services, providing guiding hands, um, uh, facilitating and connecting their work with what's going with the SDGs in their countries and what it means. Mm. Right now, actually, SDGs in most of the countries are actually still led and by, by governments as well as in many options by, by NGOs, by non-governmental organizations, civil society. So we are looking for... We're trying to organize and really make sense of what's going on with, with localizing SDGs in these countries and what, is, what, what does it mean for philanthropy and what are the kind of incentives philanthropy might have from engaging in the conversation on the SDGs. And so i give you an example. In Indonesia, the government has actually been extremely proactive and they have uh, drafted and approved a presidential decree on the implementation of sustainable development goals. And in that decree, the philanthropy as a sector is mentioned as one of the implementing partners to the government, together with academia, mm -hmm. business, and civil society. And so um, right now the government is consulting with the partners on where, what are the kind of priorities that the country should really look into from the 17 goals. Um, uh, they are discussing a, a, a collaboration uh, and public-private partnerships on, for example, improving the quality of education in Indonesia. There are also conversations such as, for example, how to improve the quality of oceans and water governance in Indonesia, where, where actually the, the, um, right. uh, it's a country which is, uh, very much depending on uh, fishing. And so, and Caroline, uh, the other Carolina, big... 
Carolina, and that's part of what's different here and one of the things that uh, drew CAF America uh, as one of the first partners of the SDG philanthropy platform um, is the involvement of philanthropy. Not to say that philanthropy had no role in the MDGs, but it really was government-driven. It was established, the, the, the Millennial Development Goals were established by the United Nations and really government-driven. Um, and now CAF America is a partner with the SDG Philanthropy Platform provides a context, and as you've been pointing out, you know, through that platform and through the wizard and reaching out um, around the, the world to philanthropists, now gives a role and context. But part of that, as you're describing, is philanthropy's involvement in the SDGs is not the same as government's involvement in the SDGs. So as, as we, we reach into our last 10 minutes together, can, can you help unify that for me? Can you, can you help us understand the, how to achieve the, the sustainable development goals in this new marriage, if you will, or invitation of philanthropy to be part of something that it wasn't really part of in the prior set of, of global goals? Yes, and uh, thank you, Ted. And I, would, I should say that, you know, the, yes, it's indeed. Philanthropy was really staying uh, aside from, uh, from uh, the MDGs. Um, but, uh, yet, philanthropy was actually a huge contributor to two areas which were core in the MDGs, such as uh, education and health. So the fact that philanthropy wasn't really using MDGs to, to measure its outcomes and impact doesn't mean that they were not involved in actually the development um, uh, activities um, of the goals. But it, uh, the second point I want to make is, well, SDGs will not be possible to achieve without engagement of the private sector, philanthropy, and civil society. This era where governments are solely responsible for development is over a long time. We really need to make mm -hmm. sure we have to have a shift in the paradigm to really understand that the only way we can achieve progress and prosperity um, that is really harmonious, he, uh, healthier societies, more just societies um, with less inequality, it's only if we collaborate between all the stakeholders. But collaboration, because SDGs are very expensive, UN estimates they cost between 4 and $5 trillion a year. I mean, I don't even know how many zeros that is. But let me say, collaboration doesn't mean that you, we, we have to all converge and become the same sort of organization. And this is the beauty of, for example, the government and philanthropy. Now I see that there are huge differences between how philanthropy works and how government works and what the kind of value add that philanthropy brings and other sectors bring. And we want to recognize this diversity and we want to actually exacerbate them and work around them because only through having different, having different perspectives and bringing different types of assets, we are going to find solutions to development issues. And the collaboration mm -hmm. here between the government and philanthropy is that we really need to understand the different roles. While the government, government, yes, indeed, they are responsible and accountable for achieving the SDGs. But actually, um, philanthropy brings, for example, the commitment to, to innovation that typically bureaucracies such as the UN and government don't have. And, and that's a, a wonderful um, a value that we, for example, within the SDG platform are trying to, to really uh, bring out in, in, our, in our collaboration. Another is 
that um, the whole issue of venture philanthropy and corporate philanthropy, these are dynamically growing sectors around the world, not in the, just in the U.S., but in India, China, Indonesia, and, and in Brazil. And these new forms of giving, which is the corporate giving, um, uh, where cha- charitable aspects are combined with long market um, um, solutions and, uh, and development results, these are the kind of ways which really need to be brought to scale if you want to achieve uh, the SDGs. So in mm. each country where we and work... And it is a different language, try- right, Carolina? It's a, it's, it's a different language to engage uh, philanthropists in this work than it would be in terms of having a dialogue with a government. Of course, because, you know, philanthropists, they, they, they set their strategies differently. They... They measure their results very differently. They um, they they use very different language, absolutely, from the government, um, and that's very valuable. But we we need to have common understanding of definitions. And so, if I go back to my uh, case study in Indonesia, one of the things challenges that the government sees is that um, the the philanthropic contributions, very valuable, have never been really accounted in the national development plans. And so while, while we all understand and the government does not really want to mobilize more funding from the philanthropy that would go through its own coffers, what they do want to recognize and uh, enable is philanthropic contributions which really are accounted in this whole national treasures that would actually show impact and move the needle on the SDGs. And so there mm. is, on the one hand, Yes, we need to stay and be true to our own uh, sectoral values and attributes. But on the other hand, we really need to understand our partners and we have to have a common language to be able to collaborate meaningfully together. That means for greater impact. And that's really what the SDGs provide. Again, going back to um, how useful this can be for philanthropists who are looking for ways to be impactful um, and they can do that on a global scale. So we, we have about four minutes left. So what I would like to ask you uh, to do is, you know, given how intimate you have become with the, the Sustainable Development Goals during your time with UNDP and the SDG Philanthropy uh, platform, what do you think are some of the challenges and opportunities for our listeners today that we face over the next 14 years and how they can best plug in their efforts, the things that they care about, into these global goals? Well, that's, that's uh, first of all, I would love to have everybody excited as much as we are here about this global vision. So obviously understand where, where each foundation is and how do they relate to the SDGs would be the entry point. That's, really, that's, that's the biggest um, uh, um, objective. And second is to find um, is to find ways within your local community, within your country, and uh, find ways how to engage in the SDG co- uh, conversation and also implementation, just to have the opportunity to see how the, where the SDGs would bring value uh, added to your own organization. The biggest challenge, of mm-hmm. course, uh, to meet the SDGs is collaboration. If, if we don't really uh, uh, crack that huge nut of working together cross-sectorally um, and, and leave our own silos, 
um, us just working in philanthropy or us just working with the government and the UN, we won't be able to achieve the vision. But if we That's leave right. collaboration that, uh, behind across across but, sectors, right? Collaboration across across sectors, sectors absolutely. That's that because we the solutions are not in our sector. Solutions are always um, within the uh, within somewhere else. I just give you an example. Today I was talking and we were looking into uh, the, the, our partners in Bangladesh. And we found through the SDG Lenses approach that actually the biggest uh, single element that really uh, contributes to people changing behavior in Bangladesh and buying toilets, improving their latrines at home, is if their children will get married. So imagine how do offer it. That is, that is a, a finding which we were able to really crack only because we had that open mind and we broadened our questions. And mm -hmm. so there is a lot of lessons learned from the MDGs that we are applying today, which is not only cross-sector collaboration, but also understanding of the ecosystem thinking, understanding the bottlenecks and gaps which prevent us from uh, reaching this far-fetched goal that we are applying as SDG philanthropy platform, and we are advising our partners how to make smarter decisions. So. I would say reach out to us, reach out to one, our, our wonderful partners such as CAF America. We are all connected in this SDG conversation, and let's together join um, this wonderful journey. Beautifully said, and thank you, Carolina Zikalias, advisor on philanthropy at UNDP's Istanbul Center, International Center for Private Sector and Development for joining me this evening uh, from Istanbul as our guest here on the CAF America uh, Radio Network. And for all of our listeners to uh, the show today and to the podcast, um, as uh, Carolina said, reach out to us. We're here to assist um, and to help you find a way that's meaningful to you to connect to these global goals and join a movement to make a difference around the planet. Carolina, thank you for being my guest here today on the CAF America Radio Network. Thank you very much, Ted. You've Always a pleasure, and thank America you so much Radio for the partnership. You've been listening to the you CAF America Radio Network. Tell all your friends and colleagues to check out our production schedule. Sign up for our free newsletter and download our iPad and iPod-friendly podcasts at capamerica.org. Thanks for listening to the Cap America Radio Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.